0: You're listening to the Brandy Cowgirl Podcast, episode 61. Hello, entrepreneur. How are you doing today? Welcome back to the podcast. So, I have a question for you that maybe somebody hasn't asked you in a while, or maybe ever How's your website? Did you just cringe when I asked you that? Do you even have a website? Well, today we are going to be doing an entire episode talking about the five most common mistakes that business owners make on their websites. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand the power of websites. They don't understand why they need one because social media is so prominent in our world today. Everybody's on Instagram and a lot of people, especially creatives, like to use social media platforms, almost as a website in a way but what they don't understand is that they're really doing themselves such a disservice social media is intended for completely different use than a website a website is something that you own it's your home page that connects everything together whereas social media is a place for you to be social to find new people and to make those connections but to ultimately bring people onto your website so that they can uh, take that next step with you as a business or as a customer. So today we're diving into all the mistakes that you could be making or that could be on your website right now. Um, Or if you don't have a website, then it's time to start thinking about creating one. And here are some of the things that you should avoid when making that site. So without further ado, let's get on into the tips. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined if you're ready to put in the work grow your business grow your brand and enjoy the little things in life and of course get a little rowdy too then you are in the right place my friend let's do this i never really considered myself a girly girl like sure i like to dress up from time to time but my average everyday look tends to just be jeans and old t-shirt mixed with a baseball hat or a messy bun And living the kind of lifestyle that we live, being on trend with the world just can't really be a priority. But I do enjoy looking cute while riding horses or working cows or just running to the grocery store. But the biggest problem for me was I didn't know where to shop to find clothes that felt like me. Clothes that were tough for daily ranch life but also cute enough to make a western fashion statement. If you know what I'm saying, ladies. Well, if you're anything like me, then I have the solution. Farm Girl Boutique offers stylish and affordable Western fashion that is perfect for the day-to-day workloads or a night out on the town. And Farm Girl has more than just clothing for men, women, and children. They also have accessories, bath and beauty products, farm and garden supplies, home decor, gifts, footwear, and more. This boutique is a one-stop shop for everyone in the family. If you want to check out all that Farm Girl Boutique has to offer in-store, you can head to farmgirlboutique.com or Sarah slash farmgirl and use code Sarah e 10 in all caps to save 10% on your next purchase. That's farmgirlboutique.com and use code Sarah e as in Elrod 10 at checkout. Not having a solid foundation to your website can draw a line between you and connecting with your ideal clients. A good website will offer a clear understanding of who you are and what you do. Social media tends to blur the line of if we need a website or not, but here's the deal. You don't own your social media platforms. People have their accounts hacked all the time and they lose all of those precious followers that they worked so hard to get. And having a website is just like having valuable real estate state. You own it and therefore you can do anything that you want with it. But not only that, a website is a place on the internet where you can offer more to your customers than social media ever could. It's an all-in-one place where they can learn from you, buy from you, get resources, and find all of your content in one place. My first website I ever created was on Wix and honestly I was pretty happy with it, but as I've grown in advance and required a bit more in my business, I now use ShowIt and WordPress as my website host. Platforms, The control that I have is incredible and I love the drag and drop format that it has. It's similar to Wix in that way, but it just has way more capabilities than Wix did. Um, but it is pretty advanced looking compared to Wix. Wix definitely feels a lot more user friendly, so you kind of just have to go with what works for you but a website is more than just the looks. So your website needs to have some key components to it in order to make sure that it is fully optimized for anyone who is on it. So, today I'm listing off some of the common mistakes that I see in websites all the time and don't worry if you're going down this list with me thinking, "Dang, my website has all of these things." That is okay. They are pretty easy fixes and we have all made these mistakes before at one point or another. So, don't worry about that. The first thing I wanna do before we get into the tips is to have you just ask yourself some questions. And these are questions that I think everybody should ask themselves before they decide to design a new website, whether that be from scratch or redesign an old website. So the first question is, what do you want your new website to look like? How do you want it to appear? How do you want you know the layout to look and all that, kind of the whole design element of it? And then the second question is, what do you want your website to make people feel? How do you want people to feel when they're on your site? How do you want it to make them feel in general? And this is gonna go along with just your overall brand in general, but there are um, there's just some ways that you can really emphasize a certain feeling in your website. And then the final question to ask yourself is does your current website blend in with other people in your industry? So a huge mistake that I see a lot that's not necessarily one of the specific tips I'm talking about today, but it is a good one, is when people are trying to get inspired, let's say, for creating their website, they tend to look only at other people in their industry now i would say like if you're designing a new website obviously go get inspired you can go on other people's websites you never want to copy someone's design or layout or words or anything like that because you can get in trouble for that that's copywriting and it just is not it's an icky thing to do but you want to expand your horizons because if you're copying or getting inspired only by other people in your industry you're putting yourself in this box and you're kind of just blending in with everyone else in your industry, which is kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do. If you're trying to get more bookings and make yourself stand out from other people doing what you're doing, why would you want your website to look similar to theirs? So we'll kind of dive into that a little bit more as we get through these tips, but I just kind of want you to start thinking about those questions as we start beginning going through all of the different tips that I have. So the first tip that I have <laughs> or mistake, I guess, that your website could have is it's boring and that is pretty straightforward. But one of the website mistakes that you might be making is just the fact that your site is just a little too vanilla. It doesn't really stand out from everyone else in your industry or your direct competition. And think about that from your client's perspective. They could have like 10 different tabs open looking for the right fit for them with 10 different websites on each tab. And if your website just blends in with the rest, why would they pick you over somebody else? And that kind of it goes back to the point that I just said about looking outside of your industry because if you're a website if you're a website if you're a wedding photographer and your website just looks like every other wedding photographer out there like if you're a western wedding photographer specifically and your wedding well if your website I cannot say words today looks like every other western wedding photographer out there a bride is trying to figure out who she wants to book for her wedding why would she pick you over them if your site looks just like theirs? So this can present challenges because just like everything else, certain branding can be trending. And remember when everybody went through that like crisp clean and everything was like white phase and now it seems like everybody is moving towards these like warmer tones, adding a little more color, but like neutral and palm leaves and all that good stuff. Don't even act like you don't know what I'm talking about because I know you do. And of of course unless you are reading this um, not in the year 2022 or somewhere in that realm then I'm sure the current trends are different but it's it, same rules apply everybody tends to stick to certain trends and it's okay to be trendy but you don't want to just straight up copy what everyone else is doing because you think it's gonna make you look cooler or make you more successful. You want your brand to stand out. And if you're constantly just following the trends, then you're gonna have to change your branding like every six months because there's always something new coming out. It's also good to note that if you and someone else's branding looks the same, you're gonna run a higher risk of having someone just price shop you. When you don't stand out, like your branding looks the same as everybody else, It's always just going to come down to who's the cheaper option. Like if somebody is looking and they're like, well, these people are pretty much the same thing, so I guess we'll just go with whoever's cheaper. That is what it's going to come down to. It's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. And I think a lot of times as business owners, we get caught up in trying to impress other people in the same industry as us and not even so much our actual clients and customers, which is really interesting to think about. But just remember, you're not trying to make an impression on your competition. You're trying to make an impression on your clients. So a lot of times I see it and I see it a lot with photographers just because I'm really in that industry, but I see it with other industries as well, where you're posting content almost as a way to like impress other people in your industry. And there's like, that's not inherently wrong all the time, but that's not necessarily going to benefit you and a good example of this is there are some larger like feature accounts let's say and I noticed this a lot when I was like first getting started as a wedding photographer there's like some really big feature accounts on Instagram And I just, like, thought, oh, man, if this account would just feature me, like, I will be so successful. Like, that's it. All I have to do in order to, like, make it is get featured by this account. Then I come to realize that account is followed a majority by other photographers. And so by them resharing a photo of mine or like featuring me, while yes, that's cool because it's a big account, the only people that are seeing that feature for the most part is other photographers. And if I'm trying to book weddings, then that's just not really like... (laughs) doing me any favors, if that makes sense. So don't get too wrapped up in the idea of trying to impress other people in your industry because unless they are your target audience, there's just no point in that. Okay, so the second mistake is that you are not connecting with your audience. A huge thing I see a lot is that people want to hide behind their products and their services. It's a huge thing in, I mean, every industry, but again, I'm in the photography industry, so I'm just gonna keep using that as my example. But there, it's It's so big in the industries where the business owner's face is almost like a secret because all they do is post client work. There is no problem with sharing your work obviously you still have to do that but you also need to be the face behind your brand and your business and as hard as it may be to realize people want to see you i want to encourage you to maybe try like a little experiment you could try this on social media um, for like a week straight and only post photos of you. Don't post any client work for an entire week and see what happens because I would bet that your engagement on posts would go up because people want to see you, especially on social media. This is so important and I know this is kind of a side topic because we're talking about websites, but it's so, so important. Your website is like, it should be about you and your branding and who you are, but like your website's where you can really showcase like your experience and what you do and your work, whereas social media is just getting people to find you and connect with you as a person and then that turns into a business relationship and they want to eventually become customers of you. Don't buy into the lie that you're not interesting enough or pretty enough or funny enough to be showing up online as yourself right where you are. This goes for social media and it also does go for your website. Probably the most important note to take out of this about website mistakes is that you have something to offer the world that is uniquely different and special. So don't forget that when you are creating a post for your face, like you, you have something to offer the world and that you are the thing that is going to make you different than everybody else. So just, that's just so important in every aspect of business and people say it all the time and yet it's still like the number one thing that I see people not doing. (laughs) So it's just really funny how people are always like, what's the secret to growth? How do I grow? And it's like, show your face, be yourself. And then they're like, I don't want to do that. What's next? (laughs) Isn't that like a TikTok sound or something? Like next, next, like uh anyway i don't know if anybody knows what i'm talking about but uh one of the best ways to make sure that you are creating a connection with your audience is through the bio photo on your website so this is on like your about me page or your bio page or like maybe even on your home page as people like first scroll down it should be one of the first things that people see is a bio photo of you and you want to make sure that the photo that is showing people who you are is really clear and straightforward and in other words you should have a photo of you smiling and looking like straight at the camera. Oftentimes, as creatives, we want to use these like really interesting photos of ourselves as our bio photos, like a photo that is maybe an action shot or a little blurry or taken like of our side profile, just something that's like a little more moody and creative. And while these photos are great for other reasons, they don't necessarily captivate a viewer to feel like they can get to know you. So save the creative photos for other parts of your website, but just keep your your main photo like pretty straightforward (laughs) and easy. The third tip or the third mistake that people make is your contact page is not easy to navigate. So the contact page on your website is so crucial y'all. So much in fact that I will have an entire episode coming out on this topic alone in the near future. So do yourself a favor with any page on your website but especially your contact page and just keep things simple. Meaning don't make it really hard or like a long process for people to reach out to you. People are going to be more likely to follow through with an inquiry when they can fill out something really quickly and efficiently. And if your contacting process requires them to click a lot of buttons and fill out a lot of different boxes, they're going to decide it's not worth it and they're probably going to click out of your website. So. Think about your overall customer journey. This is the process to which someone who has never heard of you Can find you, and it's all the steps they have to take in order to become a customer of yours. And this process, whether it be intentional or not, should be really seamless and simple. Your goal as the business owner should be to create a website that makes it so easy for people to contact you. And it's also a good idea to have several places on your website for people to be able to click over your contact form, not just like one button at the top of your website. The fourth mistake or tip, or however you want to go about it, is all about. About mobile optimization. So when designing your website, most likely you're going to be doing this on your laptop or your desktop. And this is ideally how you would want most people to look at your site, right? As well, you know, it's it's because it's bigger, it's more, you know, spread out and laid out beautifully, like exactly how you wanted it. But something a lot of entrepreneurs miss the mark on is making sure that their website is optimized for mobile, mobile use. <laughs> we are in this day and age where more and more people i think actually it's like 50 percent of people are using their phones to do just about everything including scrolling through your website so you want to make sure that while you are designing your website for desktop you are also simultaneously making sure that your mobile version of your site is just as clear and beautiful in fact if not having a by not having a good mobile site like that can actually really affect your seo Um, on Google. Google ranks your website on mobile higher and before they will even rank it for your desktop. So that's just something to keep in mind. Another way to, or I guess just a couple ways to have good mobile optimization would be to use text that is no smaller than like 14 size 14 the bigger text the better because you're looking at obviously at a smaller screen so you just want to make sure it's plenty big enough to where people aren't having to strain to read parts of your website and then another thing is to just have solid navigation you want to make everything really clear and easy, and buttons to click nice and easy to find, and all that good stuff. The last tip is that your website, or I guess mistake, is that your website loading speed sucks. Uh, People are just really impatient these days, you know, and that is why it is so important to have a website that loads quickly. So if someone comes across your website but is having to wait like several seconds for things to load, the chances of them exiting out of your site will greatly increase. So how can you improve this? Well, images are kind of the number one way to speed up your website. Um, You wanna make sure that your images have been resized to appropriate web-sized versions, not like the high resolution files. And there's a lot of website speed checkers out there that you can actually, like you could just Google like website speed checker and there's a million of them that you can plug your website into to check how fast your website moves. And after, so after you go and you like make all these changes to your images and things like that, you can scan it through one of these other sites to see how quickly your website is loading. And it should be right around one to two seconds. Okay. And then I just want to throw out like a few other website tips to consider uh, just for fun or just some like bonus tips. Uh, So you want to make sure that you are infusing your personality into as much of your website as you possibly can because you make you stand out. Um, You want to make sure that there is a clear next step on every single page of your website. You don't want to have any dead ends, so don't have somebody scroll down a page of your website and then not know where to go next, because that's just going to lead them to start like aimlessly clicking on buttons, which will ultimately probably cause them to click out of your website. You want it to take them on a journey, so have a next step. So if they scroll down, you know your about me page and then it's like now they've learned about me now click over here to learn about my experience and then they can click that and then it takes them to your experience page and then after they scroll down your experience page then there's a page at the bottom or a button at the bottom that says like now that you've learned my experience now reach out to me like let's book this thing you know so it's it's constantly taking people on this journey and so that they always have a next step. So no dead ends on your website. Um, Another thing is to utilize the space above the fold on your website. And the fold is just the space that you see before you start scrolling. So it's like that first part of your site that you see, that first screen. And you want to make sure that you are utilizing that to really captivate your viewers. A lot of people will do this with like a big flashy image. And this also should include the answers to like three questions. And that should be who you are, what you do, and where you are located. It should be really, really clear right from the moment somebody lands on your website, all of those things. You also want to make sure to include any copyright information at the footer of your website to reserve your rights and to protect your content. You want to make sure to have an experience page. We talked a little bit about that earlier, but that goes into heavy details about the experience that you offer your clients. This should be way more important than your pricing page. Pricing is still important, but you want to make sure that your experience page is really well thought out people are likely to pay more for an experience that is incredible so you really want to sell this part and then the last thing is that you want to make sure that you have clear offers on what you sell you don't need to showcase every tiny thing if you're a photographer you don't need to have every photo shoot you've ever done like located in a portfolio just show your favorite shoots that you've done um, and the ones that you want to do more of. All right, guys, I think that is all I have for you today. I hope you found this episode helpful and I hope you can start utilizing these tips starting today or start thinking about them when it comes time to making changes to your website or if you're creating a new website from scratch, then make sure to come back, check these. You can also go to the show notes if you're more of a reader or you want to just like check it out in like note format. Um, you can definitely do that on the website, Sarah Elrod blog. Dot com um but other than that i hope you guys have a great rest of your day and i'll see you in the next one Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to Sarah slash branded cowgirl podcast. That's Sarah slash branded cowgirl podcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next one.